Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, it's Annie. Welcome to this week's episode of the ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. So today I'm going to be chatting to superstar vlogger and blogger, author and all-round beauty guru, Fleur de Force. She started vlogging back in 2009, now has over 1.8 million subscribers across all her channels. This year, she brought out a best-selling book, plus her own beauty range. So yeah, let's find out how she does it all. Right, hi Fleur. Hello there. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Welcome to ASOS. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Right, so we should probably just say initially that we sort of know each other already. So uh, yeah, a little bit. A little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. But, um, but I basically want to talk to you all about sort of how you started your YouTube channels, like where you are now. You've got your own book. You've got your own like makeup line. So I just want to find out all those tips for girls kind of wanting to do it themselves. So I suppose it started really with YouTube, didn't it? So how... How, when did you start and sort of what was the beginnings of? Well, for me, I, I started in 2009 and I, I did start on YouTube. It's still my main thing, really, YouTube. Um, I had discovered the world of beauty online about six months before I started making videos and just yeah. totally got addicted to it, fell in love with it. And then one day I showed my mum a video of like a review of some product or something that a girl had made she's like you have to do this you'll be amazing at this and I was like oh I'm really scared of what people will think and she really kind of encouraged me to like not care and just to do it anyway Um, so I filmed five videos the next day and and uploaded did you, them. Did you film them on like your phone or on, like, on my like, webcam? Web- <laughs> oh, <laughs> high tech. High on my tech, webcam. Back in the day, webcam. Indeed. And I taught myself how to edit on iMovie, which was on my Mac already. I was like, that's convenient. Didn't know how to use it. Taught myself and kind of made it up as I went along. Yeah. Uploaded them all in one day. So there was a little base of content if somebody found a video that they'd have another video to watch too oh, um, I like it already I know I was already thinking yeah. about it and um, that was it pretty much I have had the, the biggest gap I've had in making a video is two weeks ever since then since which is, then yeah. so from then it's six years ago yeah wow <laughs> and that was my uni finals as well so that was like a that was a big gap normally it's like a few days or a week so. so did it what was the first was the first one then like a makeup review of something no oh. it was um, what's in my handbag it's actually still up it's quite embarrassing I would say go and see it but I, it's quite embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> and then so did, was it a bit of a hobby then I suppose at first yeah totally back then nobody was really doing YouTube as a job there yeah. might have been a couple of people but it wasn't a, a, a thing like it is now um, so yeah I was at university I was quite bored I was at LSE it was quite serious everyone wanted to go into banking yeah. and I didn't I was kind of like what am I doing here <laughs> didn't really have many friends at uni I was like <laughs> uh, everyone was really different to me so yeah it was just kind of an escape a creative outlet because yeah. I wasn't doing anything creative at the time and I totally just got hooked and then was there a point where you realised like oh this really fun hobby is now actually like turning into like was there a video where you were like oh so many people are like watching that and now maybe it could be more than a hobby or? Um, 
you know what it's always been very very gradual for me there hasn't been like that turning point moment or video that I've you know really noticed that yeah. it could be something for me it was more when I left university um, it was 2010 and everyone was struggling to get jobs then and I started to earn a little bit of money from it and yeah. I thought you know if I really apply myself and do this full time for six months can I turn it into a job and I think that was really the, the challenge that I set myself um, when I left uni and I was quite lucky with timings that it worked out yeah. like that because if it had been a little bit earlier on in my YouTube career as it were I probably wouldn't have done that I probably would have quit YouTube and got a full-time job and then that would be it but um, so I was very lucky and it worked out and did you sort of like set yourself like okay do more of a schedule at that stage or were you already doing that like um you know what the scheduling probably started a bit later than that actually at the time I was just trying to put out as much content as I could write on my blog as much as I could um at that point as well it was you know being more active on Twitter on Facebook Instagram I think launched around then as well so yeah. Um, yeah it was just kind of expanding and getting more and more content out there and do, do you think that like that social media stuff like especially nowadays that that's all part part of it so like if you were giving someone like a tip now for starting your like YouTube channel do you think like being also active on Twitter and doing like, Instagram stuff really like helps you to get all your content 100%, out there. hundred percent. Yeah. I think what social media is great for two things. Firstly, for promoting any content that you put wherever your main platform is, be it YouTube or your blog or whatever. It's great for that to be able to tell people that there's new content to see. But it's also the main means of contact between you and your audience and that's what's so special about digital influencers as opposed to you know if you're setting up a traditional business is that you are in contact with your audience every single day you know they can tweet you and you respond it's it just keeps that line of communication open which is really really important yeah I suppose you were like when you sort of started you were kind of one of the sort of first people to sort of do that thing on YouTube if if you could look back on it now and think would you is there something you wish you would have known when you were starting that now you're like oh but I suppose you've kind of grown up with it kind of along the way as well so yeah definitely there are no big regrets I think in terms of my YouTube life the the one thing I would say that I do regret is not studying more creative subjects at school I wish I'd done photography and media studies (laughs) yeah because now you know I did all science A-levels and I'm like great when am I ever going to use those like whereas yeah exactly whereas photography would have been really useful Um, and media studies and learning how to edit and things at school would have been really useful so that's my only regret really did you just sort of talk, teach yourself like, oh yeah. Um, yeah I still don't really know what I'm doing I just kind of if I ever come across a problem that's the great thing about YouTube is you, go back you on can YouTube. learn anything I go back on YouTube and learn how to like do, get over this one hurdle in editing or whatever so yeah um, and what do you think like so many things fra- has like have come from sort of that so what do you think has been your like career career highlight today I mean I mean I've read loads that you interviewed Taylor Swift like that's great like, <laughs> to think back like then when you first started to be like oh well, yeah and I mean for me Taylor Swift isn't just Taylor Swift like I've loved her for a very long time since the very beginning so that was probably the highlight until this year um, because she was awesome she'd actually seen my videos I nearly died oh. I was like you don't have to say that she's like no seriously I have I was like oh my god oh my god massive fangirl um, massive fangirl <laughs> I was like be cool be cool but um, this year yeah, I mean, so many things have happened and it's just been unbelievable. I think 2015 has really been a turning point for me in terms of um, 
getting my business to, to exist beyond online. So I yeah. wrote my first book at the end of 2014, released it in February. And then um, my eyelash range with Isla came out in September, no, August. And then my makeup range came out in September. So it's been very much like cramming it in it's those been a bit yeah it's been a very busy because you just you went to America to do like a book tour as well didn't I you? did I just got back from the US book tour which was crazy and you know that's another one of the great things about the last few years is I've had so much opportunity to travel and that really is something that I love doing yeah. so um it makes it quite busy and slightly manic but I wouldn't have it any other way I love it and it, with the book so I, I, I bet there's a lot of girls out there who kind of like oh one day I'm gonna write a book I don't know why I think it's just like a yeah I'm going to definitely sit down and do it how did you actually sort of like find the time and did you I mean was it did you get up really early in the mornings and be like right I'm going to concentrate and write a chapter today or writing for me is very different to my normal work day so filming I'm very I'm such a morning person I'm really regimented I have to get up really early to get everything done in the morning and edit in the afternoon um, if I'm if I've got a full on filming day, it's probably six six thirty. Um, and then do you film the whole day? Is that no? Up? I usually film like till lunchtime, and then I'll edit in the afternoons. It really depends because a lot of the time, like yesterday, I filmed three videos in the morning and then came to London in the afternoon for meetings. So it's kind of no day is the same. No day, yeah. But in terms of writing, that was like a whole new challenge for me of how to go about that and how to discipline yourself because I'm used to you know self-motivating because it's usually like me on my own you have to do that but writing is hard because you have to really focus and I'm so easily distracted so for me I have to get out of the house I spent most of the I actually wrote it in six weeks and I spent most of that time in Starbucks (laughs) like sitting at my laptop because I find it really a lot easier to focus when I am in a busy place but with headphones on and music yeah playing. so it's not yeah that you're in like an atmosphere where other things are going on but you can sort of like yeah. zone in yeah and I basically listen to Tom O'Dell and Bastille on repeat and it's not necessarily albums that I was particularly into before that work tunes. but for some reason they are work tunes they my motivation I actually tweeted about it yesterday my motivation is like through the roof when I'm listening to Tom O'Dell I don't know why I definitely think that's a thing I think some music makes you you actually more productive gets you in the mood whereas other music could distract you maybe like Taylor Swift and yeah. makes you just want to dance <laughs> exactly um, but then also the beauty range like did how was that doing that and like did you learn anything because obviously you know loads about makeup anyway but did you learn anything like actually making your own products that you never sort of knew about different products yeah I mean it was it's totally a dream come true for me like I'm obsessed with beauty and getting to design and make your own range with your name on it is a dream come true and the whole process for me it was actually easier than it would have been if I was on my own because I did it with um, the girls at Feel Unique so it was great um, they employed somebody who previously worked on Rimmel and like a lot of my favorite brands doing new product formulation so she was so knowledgeable and helped me out a lot with you know advice on like the best way to test formulas things like that because obviously for me I'm just like I put it on see if I like it and (laughs) I'm like I want this color with that scent and this and that and that so um it was actually really fun but I got to go to the factory and see everything being made and kind of experience that and test all the colors and actually be there when they were altering the colors and it's really really interesting but um yeah, I can't wait to do more of it. I hope I hope we can expand the line this year and yeah. kind of um, 
play around with makeup a bit more because it is it's really fun <laughs> and I suppose it's cool having like going from that like online sort of world to then actually creating like physical like a book that people can flick through and like beauty products that people can like test out it's like a whole nother sort of area going from like the digi girl thing to like making things that people can sort yeah. of buy and like try and definitely and that's why I said for me it's genuinely been one of you know that has been a career highlight for me because it's taken it beyond just being digital and it's funny because um, a lot of the time people who aren't really that into YouTube or don't really get it like a lot of my old friends or my family like my grandma for example does your grandma watch YouTube? no she doesn't really watch YouTube she's never really impressed by anything digital but when I released a book, she was oh. like, this is the biggest deal ever. Like, so it's quite nice to actually have, be able to, you know, put your put your work out there on in various yeah, different, different areas. Like, so people, yeah, and, yeah, that's really cool. Really and cool. was it tricky trying to, like, work out what you actually wanted to go in the book? Like, what content um, and all? You know what? I, it was actually easy because I had so many ideas yeah. but then narrowing down the ideas was the yeah. hard part so did I, you like sort of just put them all down on paper and brainstorm them out and just be like yeah and I think I brainstormed about like 150 topics and we knocked them down to about 65 so it was quite brutal getting yeah. rid of some so yeah no and um, sort of I know you said you kind of so you kind of by your not by yourself that makes you but <laughs> I'm a loner <laughs> but um, how do you sort of motivate your like self on a have you always I suppose have you always been like that or like do you have like a sort of work mantra or do you have any kind of like things that during the day you're like okay this is I'm gonna like motivate myself I've always put a lot of pressure on myself throughout my life like I think it's just just part of my personality whether I was at school or you know doing at uni whatever but I think in terms, you know, everybody's going to have hard days if you're trying to motivate yourself and you don't have anyone there to, like, watch over you. And I think you have to listen to your body to a certain extent, like, if you're not in the mood, and fi- especially for filming, yeah. because you have to be so on it. So if I do have the opportunity, if I'm having a bit of a rubbish day and I have the opportunity to film on a different day that week, I'll try and shift it around so that I'm in a good mood for yeah. filming. But other than that, like, I generally thrive on being busy and manic. So I, the only time I struggle with motivation is generally if I'm like less busy or I'm at home for a week. And that hasn't really happened the last few months. So. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's probably quite rare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I mean... I think it's all about keeping busy and I think if you love what you do it, it keeps you motivated anyway and yeah, um, yeah I just I, I love being you know experiencing new things getting out there meeting people and it, it, that's kind of part and parcel of what I do now whereas at the beginning it, it wasn't so much but yeah. now it's just so busy all the time and it's kind of easy to keep yourself motivated when you don't have an option you and, have to be there and do you have like do you do you keep your calendar like on your iPhone and that's where you sort of organise everything or like are there any uh, like no. crazy apps that you like? You know what? I'm so old fashioned when it do comes to my. D- I have a paper diary. diary. Yeah. I'll show it to you. It is the messiest. Do I have it? Oh my god! I might have left it on my desk. I think I left it on my desk. This is this is drama for me. Yeah, I don't have it on me. It's the messiest thing in the world. It's literally scribbles, little arrows, everything. To-do lists? Are you a fan of to-do all lists? All about the to-do lists. I think that's one of my main things as well. I find it really hard to organise myself in digital form. Sounds weird because everything yeah, I do is online. Yeah. People are always surprised when I whack out this big 
written diary I'm like yeah yeah I do still use a written diary I think it's the best way to brainstorm and everything and just keep everything organized yeah do you write, it has do you to write things down like I if you write remember something, everything like... down because I if I don't I forget things and then that's when you get in trouble um, but yeah I also have to have one week on the double page so that I can see the whole week I'm like really pernickety yeah. yeah and that's how I get by and um, what sort of um, have you got anyone that sort of inspires you have um, apart from Taylor Swift uh, <laughs> yeah. no one really apart specific from- you know what I I get inspiration from different people for different kind of things yeah. in is, my life. Is there a bit, a, a bit of a community now, though, obviously, for on YouTube? Like, do you have a lot of other YouTuber friends that you go turn to for who kind of... Yeah, you know what? Like, everybody kind of knows everybody, and that's really great, especially in the early days when you're starting to, you know, really learn the ropes, and especially when it started turning into a business. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how does this work? Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Like, do you know about this? And I think that really helps. But in terms of inspiration, more so like I, I like I love Instagram for any if I'm struggling for like it's more so style. Like I always look yeah. on Instagram. There are a few fashion blogs I love reading. Um, Atlantic Pacific's like my all-time favorite. Yeah. But I also love Song of Style as well. But yeah, just I think everywhere. And in terms of like inspiration in a, in a more personal way. Um, like a lot of my family and my husband Mike like for being positive really inspire me hello (laughs) I doubt he'll get this far into this Um, but yeah he is just a very very positive person and I think you know I I sometimes am a little bit of a pessimist so depends what kind of inspiration you're talking about but lots of different things and um, have you read any books or anything recently that have kind of inspired inspired you? I probably don't read the kind of or books like that you should <laughs> say. I in suppose these YouTube kind of is a bit of a more like if you want to like learn how to do something, you could that, like YouTube is a place that you can go to rather than like reading yeah, up on something. I, I know, know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really tend to read a lot of books like work related. When I do read, it's usually when I'm on holiday, which is fairly rare. And then therefore, I want to read something where I'm going to just totally chill out. Um, so yeah, yeah it's usually fiction which is it's not exactly inspiring work wise but um, and what about if you if someone wanted to start their own YouTube channel now um, I suppose it's quite different from when you very first started so would is there like one standout tip that you would give people who um, are... I think a lot of the time there's a big misconception that it's a totally saturated market everyone's like oh I, I wanted to do it but now there's so many people doing it I've got no chance and I think you know you've got to be a bit more positive than that um there is space for everybody I think YouTube as the platform's not going anywhere but the creators and who's popular will constantly be changing in the same way that traditional media has changed over the years like it's not a set thing it's not a set kind of roster of people that are forever going to be popular it's always changing and it's just a new a new platform really so I think be positive and also put things into perspective a lot of the time because I think now there are people with millions and millions of subscribers it's really easy to think like oh I've only got 10,000 people following me or 5,000 people you have to think about how many that is because that's a lot lot that is a lot of people it is a lot of people and I think a lot you know it's easy to play that down I think a lot of smaller quotation (laughs) bloggers will often say oh you know I'm only a small and you have to think like you're yeah. still impacting a lot of people and, you know, getting your message yeah. across. So. And do you think it's important, like, connecting, even however many followers you've got, it's like having that connection with your audience? A hundred percent. Like, being engaged in not only with your community, but the, the kind of online community as a whole. And that's one of the best ways to kind of 
spread the word about your content not so much spamming people's um, feed with like hey check out my blog but just being involved and commenting and you know asking questions and that's one of the great things about online is it's so accessible and everybody weaves together and knows everyone so and I suppose I can't not ask you what you're kind of loving in beauty and makeup right now. Have you got like <laughs> sort of any key products that you just carrying around your makeup bag or like what so, are you raving about at the moment? Um, let's think about this. This week, um, I actually just tried today for the first time the Ciate Velvet Lip Cream. Yeah. That's really good. Is it good? I'm loving that a lot. Um, the Erin Rose Balm Lipsticks. Really, really loving those at the moment. Um, and anything like else? I mean, suppose getting a bit colder and like any anything sort of winter. like nice wintry things that we can do for our skin that's just going to make us look amazing. Yeah, you know what? I actually tried a face mask from a new. I don't. I actually don't know quite the history of the brand. But I think it's new. Yeah, and just come out. It's called Bamford. It's an exfoliating okay. mask from them yeah. that's really nice. I also really like. Um, What's it called? The Kate Summerfield Exfoliate Mask, which is really expensive, but you use a tiny, tiny bit. Really good. New discovery. And there is a brand in the States. If you get dry lips in winter, yeah. I got properly cracked lips where it turns into like a disgusting <laughs> ulcer, like horrible on your lip the other week. And the only thing that fixes it in like a day is from a brand called Bite. Okay. who are available in Sephora so quite yeah. hard to get in the UK yeah. can ship they ship to the UK now and it's their agave lip mask serious lip right. saver in the winter okay I'm going to need to be trying every single one of <laughs> the things that like you sugar. just said okay. oh nice yeah, yeah. it's good um, and I suppose just to finish kind of like what's coming up next like I mean I have I basically want to know are you getting another dog I because don't think that's a good idea really because <laughs> I've got three already um, but yeah I am working on a second book which um will oh. be coming up at some point next year which i haven't um, really officially announced but uh, you know oh, i think everybody kind of assumes that it will happen exclusive. so there you go <laughs> amazing well thanks so much for chatting to us it was really good thanks and for having me thanks for all your tips um amazing thank you so that was Fleur talking about her big idea Tune in next week to hear another inspiring story showing how girls are making their ideas happen. And remember to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye!